Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo! I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Caitlin Cut. Still, it's still us. It's still us week after Ugh. week. I Every know, week. It's I know us. people keep tuning in thinking, oh, is it going to be the Ghost Adventures team this week? Is it going to be Nancy Grace? Who's it going to be? Is it, it's is always it going to be Elvis? A- Adam found him. Aphrodite Jones. Who could it oh, be? Oh, gavel to gavel. Who's it going to be? <laughs> Is it going to be an owl? So what are we talking about this week, Caitlin? Okay, so if you are a listener and you are a subscriber to our bonus content, mm-hmm. you know that Adam and I like to cover mostly ghost adventures. As a, a we, we review, if you will, these paranor- this paranormal reality show, Ghost Adventures. Yes. I have multiple, on multiple occasions brought up Paranormal State. And it's a show that I really enjoyed. And I thought it would be fun to do that. And I started to look into, you know, what the hell happened to that show? It got canceled. What was, and boy, howdy, did I find some information on the host of that show, Ryan Buell. It, it's a whole lot. Yeah. This is a show I remember liking back when I watched it, but, and we'll get into it more on the next episode, but I have very mixed feelings about it now. And a lot of it has to do with what we're going to talk about today. It, it. (laughs) cast the show in a whole different light for me. It does. It's hard to get away from it, but I remember watching it at the time and not. Yeah. At the time. I I don't know. At the time, like like I was way into ghost shows. So I would kind of take whatever came my way, but weirdly never ghost hunters. I always thought ghost hunters was super boring. Ghost hunters was boring, (laughs) but I liked paranormal state. I like dead files, which I think is a slightly better version of paranormal state. Dead Files is great. Yeah. I really, really like Dead, Dead Files. Files. I like, I like, listen, I liked the old travel channel 
you know, most haunted destination. Those were my favorite, like to just sit and watch hours of, you know, haunted former plantations or whatever it was. Like, I was just like, okay, cool. Like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. I like the Um, history behind stuff. Yeah. And, and actually that's a good point because what I'll talk more about on the next episode is the kinds of things that they investigated on paranormal state did feel different than those travel channel shows. And this was 2000, like eight or nine when the show started. So it did feel very different at the time. I was like, oh, this has like a different vibe to it. But oh yeah, show I think was three or four seasons and then it ended and I had no idea what happened after. And let me tell you, Ryan Buell, the host of Paranormal State has seen some shit. But before we get into that, Caitlin, can you tell sure. me a little bit about Ryan Buell's background? Perhaps you found a biography somewhere online. Not only did I find a biography, but I found two bios written about Buell that I think were written by aliens. You know, after reading them, I concur. (laughs) Now, here's the thing, guys. When we do this research, it's exactly what you think. It's as time consuming as you think. But usually what I don't like to do is read things verbatim. Okay, but But sometimes you sometimes you have no choice. Like sometimes you have no choice. And in this case, my hands were tied. Okay, so we'll link to the whole thing. It's I, the site was super obscure. Again, I'm 99.9% sure aliens wrote both of these biographies right out of the gate. This, this first thing you're going to read ready makes zero sense. Ryan Buell is an American well-known paranormal investigator, author, and producer. Ryan Buell, we're starting the sentence again with the full name, Mm -hmm. is a jack of all trades and master of all. He is best known for his paranormal investigations and books. Okay. Pause right there, weirdo bio. If he's a master of all, I need you to list something other than paranormal investigations and books, because that's all I know him for. Yeah. Just give us something on the other end of the spectrum. Like he's also a car enthusiast or an accomplished handball player, a moonlighting seismologist, just something that is, you know, oh, wow, you're right. This is a true Renaissance man. Something that shows some range. Like, yeah, like something, something artistic also, because then you can be like, oh yeah, like, oh, he's also got a master's in mathematics. Interesting. Weird. He's a, he's a, a biochemist interesting yeah it's almost like the alien collaborated with him in writing this well talk about alien (laughs) collaboration here comes (laughs) apparently his national roots um he is again sorry to pause i just think it's weird that we use two ryan buells in the first statement but now we're just starting with a regular pronoun yeah yeah okay just wanted to point that out he is of american nationality Uh uh-oh Whoa. And has a mixed ethnicity of Italian and Native American and Danish. Important okay? to know. I know I want to know everything that makes up my TV paranormal hosts. Uh, Ryan Buell, now we're back with the full <laughs> use of his name, was born in Cory, Pennsylvania on July 8th, 1982 to Tim Buell and Shelley Bonavita Lundberg. <laughs> Fucking Lundberg. I mean... It's an do office space a- reference, yeah? Do you- yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was you. good. We're going to have to ask you to come in on Saturday. Oh. Um, do you think that the alien read the full name of Shelly and assumed because her middle name was so elaborate, it was customary to use her full name? I would think so. If I had a middle name like Bonavita, I want people <laughs> to use it all the time. Bonavita sounds like an apartment complex. You it know sure what I'm does, yeah. 
Okay, cool. Brian Buell birth name. Now listen, I'm saying this out loud because this typo is, was on the site. Okay. (laughs) Brian Buell birth name is Ryan Daniel Buell. His father, Tim Buell, not Timothy. I would assume the alien would have included the whole name. I guess his name is just legally Tim is a police officer in Pennsylvania. Whereas, whereas his mother is a businesswoman. Oh, that's a weird turn of phrase. (laughs) Yeah. You know what this reminds me of if it's not written by an alien, which I'm, uh, I'm still inclined to believe. Thank you. This yeah. seems like the kind of thing where you'd see a headline that's like, AI has learned how to write articles. And then you read it and you're like, I'm not worried. I think. Yeah. I yeah. think we can still outdo the machine. Like, like whenever there's an AI like Beatles song and it's like, okay, the Beatles yeah. would have killed themselves if they released that song publicly. Yeah. Is AI just going to work on a cruise ship for the rest of its life? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. understand what, why I need to worry about this yet. Which, by the way, I just want to bring up the fact that my arch nemesis from high school is a singer on a cruise ship. It's, so I won. You won for sure. Okay. Just want to point that out. And yes, I have a high school arch nemesis. Don't we all? Yeah. Mine dead at forty. Mm, I could get there if I, I don't had know. if I had the air horn still on the soundboard. Mm-hmm. Sounded off. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, I won. Uh, yeah, you did. You won because you're alive. Yep. Okay. Ryan Buell holds a bachelor holds bachelor degrees in journalism and anthropology from the University of Pennsylvania, and established the Paranormal Research Society at Pennsylvania State University when he was just nineteen. Ryan Buell was the executive producer for the element of film, huge alien red flag. Yeah. American ghost hunter and also author of paranormal state. My journey into the unknown. He is revealed that he is bisexual. That's all one paragraph. I hope that comes up again. Don't worry about it. Okay. Vital stat. (laughs) Ryan Buell has a height of six feet and an inch. Who writes that that way? I don't know. I and why is it. why is that coming up so deep into the bio? This is like that stat more than 12. <laughs> That's what this what? feels like to me. Like, what? This is madness. No, I'm telling you a star seed or something wrote this. This is not a normal human being. All right, let's bring it on home. Ryan Buell has revealed that he has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I will get to that later. Yes. He belongs to the bisexuality family. (laughs) Is that different from being bisexual? Because they already told us that. This is what, for me, rang the initial alien alarm bell. And I went, you know how when you're you're skimming and you're just kind of like looking at the information? And this is what I literally took all my notes, deleted them, and just copy and pasted this into our notes section. Because I was like, fuck it. I Never mind. This was an alien. Okay. But then here's the other thing. I found another biography on Ryan Buell that I think was also written by an alien. This one's weird, too. It's just titled Ryan Buell Biography, Five Interesting Facts You Need to Know. You need to. Uh, people at home, you fucking listen right now. Caitlin's about this is to drop important. some science. This is important stuff. Okay, here's the intro. Ryan Buell is a television personality and author best known as the host, which that's already like a word soup, mm-hmm. of the television show Paranormal State. He grew up in South Carolina and still visits this visits the show. What show? What? what? It ended as, when he as often as possible. What? I'm going to read that sentence again. He grew up in South Carolina and he still visits the show as often as possible. 
Why are those in the same sentence together? I don't know, but we needed to know this. The name Buell, this is my favorite. The name Buell has been the subject of much controversy. (laughs) Some say his accomplishments are about as numerous as his transgressions. But the truth remains that he is still a man who inspires a great many people. Even though he's done a handful of things that are questionable, he is admired for his professional achievements. I feel like he paid a company to plant this article. An alien company. I, I, I don't know what this is. is he, was he running for office? Like, I, I don't understand. Did like, he recover this from a UFO crash? This is so weird. Okay, here are the five facts that you need to know. You need, This first one is so important. This is If you're watching a ghost hunting show, this is the first thing you should want to know about the host. It informs everything. Go. What is it? Ryan Buell is bisexual. Oh, no, he didn't. Buell is bisexual. (laughs) He mentioned this on his Facebook account in 2010. He also mentioned it in his book, Paranormal State, My Journey into the Unknown, a memoir that explains his sexuality and his religion. In the book, he tried to explain how he was both bisexual and Catholic. Tried to explain. (laughs) Well, I just like it because it's like, I would assume that sentence was going to end with he tried to explain why he was attracted to both men and women, but it's he tried to explain why he was both bisexual and Catholic. (laughs) It is an amazing sentence either way. In his opinion, his sexuality was not reason enough to shy away from his Catholic faith. Since he grew up in a Catholic home, he encouraged other others in similar situations to do the same. I don't know that I would. Yeah. I think you got to ask the Catholic church about that too. Like the, they have ultimately decided. up to them, you know, they, they, they don't have mixed feelings about it. No. So it's like, anyway, yeah. Like didn't, right. didn't the, the fun new party Pope that everyone loves, wasn't he like, yeah, I mean, gay people can get married. They just, they're not going to go to heaven is all. Mm. It's not, it's not conducive. <laughs> Become a Unitarian. Catholicism, it's not going to do it for you. All right. So point number one, Brian Buell is bisexual. Point number two, he lied about having cancer. Oh, Ryan, what are you doing? I would call this really major achievement number one. Do you know how hard it is to pup, like be a public person and lie about having cancer? Yeah. That's hard. It is. It's Sand. very difficult. It's yeah. So in July of 2012, for perspective, that is after the show ended. Right. Buell announced that he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He thanked his fans and people who sympathized with him. He in turn sympathized with others who suffered from cancer and other diseases. He advised them to keep going and insisted that he knew how they felt because he also accepted the possibility of dying. Buell said in, 2000, in a 2013 interview that he was close to remission. By the way, that interview was in People magazine and that interview has been taken down. I can't find it anywhere. Sketchy. (laughs) Is it? Mm. Uh, I think people was like, you like, "Mm, we don't mm, know. However, when his mother was questioned about his health, she rejected the claim. It turned out that he had been lying about his health all along. His mother said she had kept silent about Buell because he was her baby and wanted to protect him. In her opinion, the mother would do anything to protect her child, which also Mrs. Voorhees said, so that's fine. However, Buell had only hurt, uh, Buell had only hurt herself, and she would no longer cover him, cover for him. Sorry. Yeah. 
<sighs> I, I like how it sounds, but there are there's also another part of this where she she takes a little bit different tone. That we're gonna I, come we're gonna come to that. Okay, again, these were the these were the articles written by the aliens. Okay, I didn't write this, Caitlin. Can I? Yeah. Can I just interrupt and interject something? I Please found do. I found that People magazine article. You did? And uh, he thinks there was maybe a demonic connection to his cancer. Uh, this he, is great news. Here we go. There is this belief that once the demonic notice you, they will remember you. They will torment you, punish you. And one person who was allegedly under possession once said, "It knows me." It knows my face. It will never forget. It will always find me. Maybe the demons did give me cancer. Maybe demons give everyone cancer. Let's just say they did. Well, I can't change that. But what I can do is fight. And if they can do everything, including deciding when to kill me, which is also beyond my control, I'm not going to stop suddenly doing this work. I have thought about that and people have asked things like, aren't you afraid that demons are going to attack you? But I just choose not to worry about that because then I give them power. So demons gave this guy cancer. A, demons did not let me find that article because I looked (laughs) for it. So I'm really glad you found it. It's my job. What? Oh, it's so much worse than I thought. Imagine already knowing you're lying about cancer and then going in front of a People magazine interviewer and being like, I think it's fucking demons, man. We're going to get into this because I have lots of thoughts <laughs> on how you get to a place in your life where you're lying about demon cancer. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Let's get to his next accomplishment. The third most important thing you need to know about Ryan Buell is that he's been arrested twice. <laughs> accomplishment number three. That's an alien stat right there if I ever read one. Yep. Uh, Buell was arrested on two occasions. The first time was in September 2016 when he was arrested in Florence County, South Carolina, which I'm going to get into in detail later. Yes. This article, by the way, does not give us details on the arrest. He just they they really do just want you to know he's been arrested twice. That's it. Yes. Uh, he was returned to Pennsylvania and charged with uh, receiving stolen goods and theft on two accounts. One month later, he was released on bail. But then Ryan Buell was also arrested in April of 2017 on charges of assault. After his release, he wrote a blog post explaining how he had struggled with drugs. Ding, 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 ding. It all makes sense, which caused him to make most of his wrong decisions. He explained that the arrest was the motivation he needed to change his habits, adding that he had gone to rehab and was about to get his life back on track. Famous last words. (sighs) Number four. You need to know this, Adam. Our listeners need to know this. Yeah, agreed. I, just important, again, just want to note that the alien thought we needed to know that Ryan Buell is worth $1.5 million. That yeah. seems like around the amount someone would have if they hosted a TV show for years and years and years, but also had an out-of-control drug habit. Because you'd think he should have a little more... Well, I would I would even go as far as to say it's not crazy for anyone to be worth one point five million dollars when you are close to 40. I'm not saying everybody is, but I'm just not saying that that's. Well, it's like that. Remember that show who wants to marry a millionaire? Oh, my. That is something we should cover. And after the woman married the guy, she found out he was worth like he had like a hundred grand in cash. And then the rest was just like property yeah. he was literally worth a million dollars on paper which is which is like, i guess what the alien is yeah. dealing with here those kinds of numbers like if you own a home in los angeles you're close to 
being worth a million dollars. I'm not trying to like sound like an asshole here. I'm not saying that that's not a lot of money, but it's just at that age. Yeah. If you own a home and have, have saved some money, you're probably worth close to that, which makes this point not that important. Well, it was one of the five things we needed to know. Well, Caitlin, let's get to his most, his biggest accomplishment. Point number five, the one they've been saving for the end. This is it. Let's bring it on home. Ryan Buell body stats. (laughs) The first one we know. He is a height. His height is six feet, one inch tall. Uh, I think it's six feet and an inch is how we're supposed to say it. (laughs) But this also feels like alien writing. His height is six feet, one inch tall. (laughs) Who says that? Height cannot be anything but tall. He's not going to his height wouldn't be six feet, one inch wide. Yeah. (laughs) Sideways. (laughs) By volume. Well, how much does he weigh, Caitlin? (laughs) Why is this on the internet? Tell me. 84 kilograms. <laughs> Come on, at least put the pounds in parentheses or something. Kilograms. What is that in stone? Exactly. I would know if it were in stone even, but what the fuck? Kilograms? 13 stone. What? Thanks for the detail. I didn't even <laughs> bother to convert it. I don't care. And this last sentence. This is the best sentence of both articles. Other details of his body statistics are not publicly available, nor are, should they be. What do we need? His blood type? I I don't know. But this was but this is what's so weird is this was the fifth most important thing we needed <laughs> to know. And they just added that we don't have much more information on this fifth point. This this has to be uh, some content farm shit or something. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what this is. Like I it's aliens. It's confusing is what it is. It's written by Google Translate. I don't, but but, but the, it's the collection of the information itself that I don't, where's the motivation yeah. to collect this info? But now we all know. We all needed to know. Cause I, I don't think I watched a single episode of Paranormal State back in the day without coming away from it thinking, mm. but how tall is he? <laughs> and is he bisexual? He had a vibe in hindsight. And it's good to finally get some closure, if I'm being honest. I'm relieved. Yeah. And we should thank our alien overlords for finally just putting it all out there in black and white. I bet it was that that craft that disappeared into the ocean. It had to be. Mm. It had to be. It, wouldn't it be funny if like when we talk with the aliens and they start to share with us their favorite shows, what they're going to be? Oh, yeah. It's all going to be weird canceled shit and then like 90 Day Fiance because they're going to look at that and think this is an anthropological window. You didn't appreciate selfie enough, which we didn't. (laughs) That show was phenomenal and it only ran for one season. We did not. Yeah. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? 
Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so now that we have a good overview provided to us by some intergalactic being, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I am going to go over the rougher details of, of what Rai Rai has been through. Um, so in 2011, Paranormal State gets, it, it ends. Okay. So that, that's, that's the end of the show. And I try to put myself in his shoes and that's, that's gotta be kind of interesting, right? Cause you're 19 years old. You start a paranormal investigation society at a very well-known college, right? We all know Penn state for, for better or worse. We know Penn state. So many things. So many things. Um, you get enough momentum going that you write your book about Catholicism and bisexuality and try to explain those things to people. And then you pitch a show to A&E, which is what this aired on, and it gets bought. It gets, I mean, that's hard. That's that's a lot for a young person to because it's not just like, oh, hey, I'm a I'm a chef. It's like this guy really did create this entire IP like over time yeah. in person with his, you know. But then the show ends. So it's like, what do you, I think that would confuse anybody that, you know. Sure. Um, I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. Okay. Uh, I would not lie about cancer. That's a, that's a bold strategy in any okay. situation, honestly. <laughs> How are you getting out of that? Yeah. So, so why are you driving so fast? I have cancer. I have cancer. What? Shit. What do we say? I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> so in 2012, what I've written here in the notes is he kind of gets cancer, and I will talk about why I'm confused. So Buell releases a statement saying he's been diagnosed with pancreatic, can- pancreatic cancer. Later in 2013, he tells people that he's near remission, but as we said above, his mom speaks out publicly and says her son doesn't have cancer. So the demon cancer article that you found, she's like, demons do not give my son cancer, I guess, is really what she's saying. <laughs> Sounds like something a mom possessed by a demon would say. But like, I thought about it. It's like, what the hell do you do as a parent in that situation? Seriously? Like, oh, I know what you do. You shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. You you just stay out of it. Right. That's what I would do. I would just be like, I don't know. Like, I guess all our close family and friends are going to have to know that he doesn't have cancer because I'm not going to lie about it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. If someone else wants to rat him out, let them do it. Yeah. So I can't find a definitive timeline for any of this, to be honest with you. I know that he had planned a live show, but then he announces that he has cancer and nobody gets their refunds for these shows that they bought tickets for. And it's, it's not like a huge statewide, like statewide multiple venue tour, but it was one show that he backs out of because quote unquote, he has cancer and his fans are sympathetic. Nobody asked for their money back. But Mm. two years later, in 2014, he announces something called the Talking with the Dead Tour, which is essentially a baby paranormal fire fest. (laughs) (laughs) Because he announces that he and his, quote, friends are going to do a live multi-state tour. He sold tickets. But as the dates got closer, everyone involved realized that nothing had been booked. The plane tickets had not been purchased. The venues had not been scheduled. But people had purchased tickets now i would say where did they if they hadn't well i mean i guess if he was just selling tickets on his website because normally you buy tickets through a venue and if he had no he did it all through paypal oh people you're getting scammed yeah so he's collecting all this money through paypal and one of the people involved in the controversy is this guy named chip coffee 
Now, if you watched Paranormal State, you would know that name because you're not going to forget who this guy is. Chip Coffee no. is like he's a middle-aged gay medium. He is something you see on several A&E shows, travel channel shows, yeah, any baking competition show. He is the gay gentleman with gray hair and glasses. That which, can talk to dead people. He's Tim Gunn. He's there's yes. so many. Yeah. There is yeah, a in the annals of that guy on TV shows. He's one. Yes. He is the paranormal Tim Gunn. That is a yeah. great comparison. <laughs> Oftentimes he's wearing scarves. I recently checked out his website. Coffee's doing fine, by the way, Adam. I okay? fuck with a scarf hard. I, and he sells them on his website and he models Hell them. Yeah. And he's he does little shows that he calls coffee time. <laughs> I like chip coffee. I, I do. He's, chip chip you know, coffee seems cool. Chip coffee is like, we're going to be okay. But in the middle of all of this, he actually releases a public statement which is crazy considering he did like several seasons of this paranormal state show. It's very obvious in the show that the two know each other, like they're friends. Yeah. It's not, you can't really fake that. And it's, you know, so he comes out and he, well, he pull, publicly pulls out of the events days before the first event and says, I know that the last accounting I did with regrets to tickets or with regards to ticket sales to conversations with the dead, it was in excess of $80,000. And that doesn't even include the tickets that were sold in Canada. So he just got a glimpse at what the state sales were. Right. He goes, I'm not incensed. And this is where I got confused. I'm not insensitive to the fact that Ryan is sick. I'm not. I pray for him every day. But that has nothing to do with business. Pay someone to return the money, find a way to get, get people their money back. And I agree. I mean. I wonder if he's talking about cancer sick or drug sick. Well, that's that's what I mean is like, I'm not sure if this is in dialogue with his demon cancer or right. with his, you know, I, I don't really know <laughs> or I, his actual demons. Yeah. over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly. we have fun, Caitlin. We have fun here. We do. But I, I also like cannot emphasize enough that Chip Coffee just does not seem like a guy that would. And I don't know the guy. I could be totally wrong. And that's fine. But the chip I know, <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a pretty big step for him. Like he, yeah. and there's a full, in the, in the link that I, that I'm putting, that I put in the notes, there's a full raw interview with him too. So you can get his vibe and let me know what you think. But he has, he says a lot of interesting things about Ryan and it is what it is. So then September 20, uh, 2016 happens. This is weird. Like, this is just drug addict shit here. Yeah. Now we're like, it's starting to come to light that this guy has a drug problem. Yes. It's not just, yeah, it's his, it's his inner demons. It's not, he's, he's, he's riding the white lightning or something is happening. Yeah. So this my is a guess, rough first. My, my guess, for the record, my guess is opioids of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. It's an opioid thing for yeah. sure. I, uh, okay. So this is a rough first sentence in any situation. <laughs> the manager of a Hertz Eagle Automotive LLC contacted the police. <laughs> Now, I just want to pause and say, I would venture to bet that there are few professions in the world that deal with more bullshit than a manager at a car rental company. Oh, tell me about it. Like, I rented that sucks. I rented a car the first time I came to LA and the girl I was out here to see was a terrible driver and she was driving because I had never been to LA, but I rented the car. And at one point she drove so close to a parked car that the mirrors collided and it ripped the mirror off my rental car. But it was such a clean break that when I went to take the rental car back, the person who checked it in didn't even notice. And meanwhile, I mean, the, the passenger side rear view mirror is in the trunk. And uh, they checked it in and we're like, you're good. 
And then like a month later, I get a letter from the car rental place and they were like, hey, tell us the details of that accident. I was like, fucking what accident? I checked that car in and it was fine. So yeah, that would be a terrible job. It just, I didn't do that. Like just forever. So, okay. So this Hertz manager calls the police uh, on August 18th of... 2016. How tall was he at the time? Oh, the manager? <laughs> no, Ryan Buell. <laughs> oh, he was only six foot. Oh. He, that and an inch hasn't happened yet. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, that happens in the next arrest. Um, So basically, he tells the police that Ryan Buell rented a car and just never brought it back. It's a bold move. It's not, not the best way to steal a car. You don't usually want to fill out paperwork first. Yeah. So he's trying to call Ryan, email him, send him letters, which means like we're talking days and days that this guy hasn't brought this car back. He's unable to contact him. Did he try sitting at a table in a dark room and asking the candles? See, I think that's where he messed up. He fucked up. I don't think he did that. I think he fucked up. At this point, you have to ask the demons. They're the only ones who know. They give us cancer. Maybe that's who wrote the article. (laughs) Could be. (laughs) It's the demons. It could be. The demons can't write. Yeah. Now there's I mean, just a bunch that, of. I mean, there's there's so many pieces of information that confirm that demons are horrible writers. So except for the screw tape letters, very well written. There's demons um, listening to this, going, "We'll show you." Oh God, I got demons. I got yeah. demons. Let me tell you. Bring it on. <clears throat> so now, first of all, I want to like hug this manager because I feel like he did everything he could before calling the police. On Ryan. Yeah. And the like police said, even tell him to do shit before they'll get involved. I know. So the manager calls the police and the police tell him to send a certified letter and ask Buell to give the car back within a week. Well, as local paranormal state statute required. <laughs> I'm sorry. A week, like in another week? Like, that's crazy. And then what happens? You, is that like, did we just discover a hack? I guess. Like rent a car and keep it for a week until you get that registered letter. I I think we have to go to Pennsylvania to make it happen. I'll tell you one thing. California would be on your ass. There's no, I don't see this happening in California. No. Then the officers try to contact Buell by phone. They don't show up at his house. This guy's getting a lot of leeway. I know. And they also, they email him and they try to connect him through Facebook. I'm telling you, seance is the way to go. So the vehicle had not been returned as of the date of the filing, which is this official letter that this poor manager was like, okay, I'll also like sending a certified letter is a pain in the ass. Okay. Have you ever had to send a certified piece of mail? It sucks. No, but I always panic when I see one. Cause I know it's, it's from the IRS. It's a nightmare because you have to, you have to do it in person. It's a whole thing. Police also learned so this does solve one thing, that the address that Buell had provided Hertz, not a valid address at the time of the car rental. So maybe he knew that statute ahead of time and was like, good luck getting me that certified letter, uh, I mean, fuck face. this is like some criminal shit. It is. I mean, that's, you know, so shortly after news breaks that there's this weird car stealing situation, uh, Ryan's mom uh, whatever Bonavita. Now I only remember her middle name is Bonavita. Yeah. So we're just going to call her that posts a really big open letter to, well, it just starts an open better letter to Ryan Buell fans. My plea to you is long overdue. Please forgive me as first and foremost, I am a mother, which All caps. Here we, mm-hmm. 
We all want the best of our children and can be guilty of closing our eyes to the obvious, but we do it with the best of intentions and have a hard time believing what our children are capable of. I too took the road of non-belief for years. I am pleading with you in a last ditch effort to help my son. With this being a public forum, you must understand there's only so much I can put in writing. But I will say this, the only people who truly know that his situation and whom should tr- whom you should trust in this is his blood family, which is blood family is a big statement in my opinion. <laughs> it is. And it's, it's not always true. Like Britney oh. Spears is a great example of a situation where you shouldn't necessarily trust the blood family. I'm a good example. Yeah. <laughs> like that. There's plenty of like people. Anyway, I I have a thought at the end of all this too. Not those who are in cahoots nor profess their PRS love. So that's the the Paranormal Research Society love or quote business partners. We want nothing from Ryan except him to enjoy and love our son, brother, nephew, and cousin. So as his mother, I beg all of you, this is pretty gnarly. If you are a true fan, please stop enabling his situation by sending money, buying tickets that may never to, to events that may never occur, buying merchandise and phone calls that to, for phone calls that you may never get or receive or something. I don't understand what this means. Paying money to watch him on Twitch. So he's, he figures out a way to make money on Twitch, apparently. Yeah. And giving him offers for shelter. So this, so this clear, all of this had clearly happened. So he's yeah. riding his fan base in like very weird ways. If you truly want to help him, you truly have his best interest at heart. This is how you can help. Now there's more, but that's basically the deal. What is really weird about this post is that it only has 125 likes. That is interesting. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's not a lot. It's not a lot of likes. It's, I mean, for that statement, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's like, Ooh, this is a weird family situation anyway, but it's a yeah, it's a weird family situation, but it, it also just kind of drives home all of the concerns about people sending him money for tours and shows and things like. Yeah, this like we've said this before about people who had really traumatic childhoods on the show where Mm -hmm. someone will have like they'll lean on that as a defense for committing really heinous crimes and it's not a great defense because a lot of people go through situations like that and don't come out the other end murdering people like the angel of death guy was a good example yeah and this guy too like i get oh he's sick he's a drug addict there are so many famous drug addicts who do not resort to exploiting their fans to carry on their drug habit. And this is the part that makes me really suspicious of the entire show because you don't just become a drug addict overnight. And in from his own statement in like 2013, he was like, yeah, I've been struggling with drugs for years. So that means while the show was happening. Sure. Which he looks, he looks like he does drugs on the show. I mean, 100%. He he looks and not in not, like a, oh, let's make fun of him because he's got wild no, eyes. No, he's no, got no, no. the the look of an opioid addict yeah, on that Yeah, he show. does. He does. But I also think it's interesting because especially since we're talking about Pennsylvania and the East Coast and the opioid epidemic out there. Yeah. He's part of that. Definitely. I, I mean, he definitely is. And, um, you know, the other thing about the opioid, the other thing about opioid addiction is that like the death count is staggering. For sure. But the people struggling with it are far exceed the amount of people that have passed. 
Yeah. You know, it, you're not definitely going to die if you become a drug addict, but your life is going to be ruined one way or another. I mean, you'll be maimed physically, emotionally, mentally. There's lots of ways that that can mess you up forever, and forever. It's, it's the kind of addiction where there's a progress to it. And for a long, long time, you can kind of just carry on your life as normal because yeah. it's what's allowing you to carry well, on your life as normal. And it, I don't know if, have you ever worked with somebody who is a drug addict? Because that to me is the weirdest situation. Uh, it's no. not the most heartbreaking, but I, I was working with a person a couple of years ago and there was just something weird about the way they were doing, like they'd be really late they didn't seem groggy or anything, but I just, I'll never forget the day that this person told me, oh yeah, I slept past my alarm and she was supposed to come in at nine and it was two. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you're a drug addict. That makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, I've worked with, I've worked with alcoholics. I worked with a guy yeah. who yeah. you would not have known he was an alcoholic. Like he would, we would go out and drink after work and he'd have like two or three drinks. And that's cause he was fucking hightailing at home so he could drink a fifth before he went to bed. Yeah, And I had no clue until one day he got fired for showing up to a meeting fucking hammered. Yep. And that's always what happens. And then the next time I saw him, the one AA meeting I ever went to, I was like, this isn't anonymous at all. Get me out of here. I know this guy. Yeah. So on that note, (sighs) And then in April of 2017, so this is like seven, eight months later, he's Ryan Buell is arrested for assault. Now, initially the cops arrived to this residence. I cannot, I couldn't figure out if it was his house or his boyfriend's house or what, but he's with his yeah. boyfriend and the cops are showing up because somebody in the residence is experiencing some kind of overdose. But once the cops get there, they realize that there is a domestic dispute going on between Buell and his boyfriend. And the man stated that he arrived home. He and Buell had gotten into an argument and Buell reportedly scratched the man's face, which I don't know what that means. I, I, yeah. it, it be because the, the charges themselves were were eventually reduced to simple assault, not felony assault. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's sad. It is sad. I know that much. Like, that's a sad thing. Yeah. Any story like this is sad. Yeah, exactly. So I just want to kind of circle back to what motivated me to look this up because I, again, I enjoyed the show. I thought maybe he had, you know, a Patreon go at this point, he would have a Patreon going or like a really successful YouTube channel. I did not expect to hear and read all of this stuff that this guy had experienced after the show. So where is he now? Um, in 2017, he publishes a blog statement. Ryan publishes a blog statement, uh, basically admitting that he was a drug addict for for these years. Yeah. And everything he did was attributed to his addiction. And honestly, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. No, I don't doubt that one bit. And I'm not absolving him. I, yeah. I, I do not absolve. I'm a victim of being, you know, around an addict. So I'm not, I'm not saying like, yeah. And there's levels to it. There are, again, it's like Ryan Adams is a good example. He's a singer songwriter that I fucking loved for a long time. I did too. And it came out that he was texting a 13 year old girl. Like he at one point texted her and said, if people find out about this, I'll be the R Kelly of alt country. And why he was, would you put that in writing? And he was like, yeah, you know, I was just so drunk. And it's like, do you know how many people 
get drunk, and even maybe send out unfortunate texts, but they don't fucking hit on children. Like, Correct. there is that saying, sobriety conceals what drunkenness reveals. And like, yes. there's one thing to be a drug addict or to be an alcoholic. It's a whole other thing if you fuel that by exploiting your fans, which... Look, I, I, I guess... I had this moment though, putting this, this episode together and I'm not trying to reserve those comments for Ryan's sake. My concern is that somebody is listening to the show and they feel like they're in a spiral and they feel like, Oh, well, I'm doing this because I'm a bad person. And I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why this struck me, but it just did this time. I mean, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. And my biggest concern is that because like I, I think about my dad and a, a part of me believes that somewhere along the line, he, because he was told such in, in certain circumstances was never going to get better. He was never going to actually kick his habits. He was never going to be forgiven for the things that he did. And I think he believed those things. And I think that's why things progressively got worse for him. So I just decided that instead of, and again, I'm not absolving him from that. He's a criminal. <laughs> he stole a car from Hertz, read a car. He scratched his boyfriend it's the, up. It's the stuff with the fans that bothers it's the me stuff more. with the fans that bothers me too. 150%, believe me. Um, but I just figured it would be a better gesture to the universe to kind of let this guy have his last word because he actually has a statement that he wrote about it. And I thought, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it, it was interesting. So I'm going to read it. So he posted the last blog post he had up was from July of 2020. And he says, personally, 2020 has been a struggle. And it, I have to admit, it did take me back to July of last year, because this is exactly a year ago for the, for the most part. And yeah, but he could drop personally from that too. 2020 was a struggle. Yes. As a recovering addict, it's best to stay busy and attend meetings. For a while, their meetings weren't an option. When Zoom meetings became a thing, then Zoom meetings became a thing. And that's helped for sure. My volunteer work was put on hold as the facility temporarily closed down, which by the way, I think, I think that's community service. I don't think that's actual volunteer work, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, so what to do with all this spare time? I started rereading some classic paranormal research books. God knows Adam and I have those. Uh, and then took one, took on, I think he means, took on a couple new hobbies. Been working out like crazy. Hell, I'm getting better at cooking. Reconnected with some old friends and even forged some new ones. As crazy as this year has been, it also hasn't been terrible. And I'm sure for a lot of you can relate to that, but the stress is real. People seem more irritable and we're only halfway done with the year. I think there's part of me that thinks this life will return. I think there's part of me that thinks that life will return to normal once 2020 is done. <laughs> Truth is, I think we all need to start making peace with the fact that there is no going back. We adapt and move on. In terms of the paranormal, I have strong, a strong suspicion that we're going to see a large spike in, in claims about paranormal activity. After all, people are stuck inside. If their house is haunted, they have more time to experience it. People were already reporting that by July of 2020. Uh, yeah, actually, there is an article that came out in July of 2020 that said that. I think so, before July of 2020, even. Really? I think so. Oh, weird. Um. Anyway, I just look, I don't think that this guy should just simply I, I do not think after what he's done, a person like this deserves to have a public career. OK, I, I will. I can cleanly say that. That's how I feel. I mean, but at can, the same time, I, he can have a public career like I'm just I just don't. This guy doesn't seem like a special case to me. 
He's like, not. That's but that's he, why I got that's why I got stressed out and wanted to make sure that I said what I said, because this yeah. seems like middle to well done drug addiction behavior to me. And he took advantage. This is the thing. Addicts, when they're in their addiction, they take advantage of everything they can take advantage of. And I think that had if every addict had the ability to take take advantage of what would essentially be an endless pool of people and resources, that's what they would do. And until they get caught, they don't stop. Yeah. Doesn't make it okay. What I would say to fans of his now who might be considering pumping money (laughs) into what he's doing, what evidence do you have that he's clean? I agree. Like you have his blog post saying, I've been reading some paranormal books and like, feel free, send him your money. And see how no, it goes. I agree. I think I think a comparison to someone like like someone like this compared to Ryan Adams, for example, reality television stars do not get the money that people think they're getting. What they they don't they don't typically get paid for being on camera. They get paid for exposure, right? Someone like Ryan Adams has a label. He has handlers. A lot of reality show celebrities for them, especially in 2002, it's very, very different now, but not that. Well, no, it's not that much different. The point is, is that you're kind of a one man show. So yeah, you can accept, you know, PayPal tickets or, you know, pay, you know, PayPal fees for your tickets and shit like that. And there's no team around you being like, Hey, Brian, maybe you need like a third party to make sure that money, you know, nobody's doing that. Yeah. So I just think that when an addict has that kind of access to their fans, maybe that's what I'm getting at. When an addict has that kind of access to their fans and there's no team around them trying to like rein you in, it's just a recipe for disaster. It really, it really, really, truly is like, and that's why you have Joe Rogan selling weird lion vitamins with his face on him. (laughs) Yeah. That'll end well. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to be great. No one's going to sue Joe Rogan over that fucking whole other thing. He is a whole other thing anyway, but actually an apt comparison in a lot of ways because he, and frankly, so was our former president, Donald Trump. He was used to being able to be a reality celebrity doing whatever the hell he wanted to do and nobody questioning him. And then he suddenly is surrounded by a team of people and it ruined his life for himself. He hated, he ruined the party for Donnie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. It's an interesting story. Oh yeah. No, no, I'm not defending anyone. I'm not defending Ryan's. I just, I just, my biggest anxiety was someone is listening to this, that's struggling with addiction and they feel that whatever it is that they've done, they've gone too far and they can't get help. And I, I never want to be a voice that's reinforcing that. I, I just, I don't. Yeah. So, and I don't, and neither do you. I don't, I know you think, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think we're coming off that way. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want to put it in a drug addict's head that if you could be this guy, you would do it. Like you, you would, you would sure. fleece thousands of people out of money to 100%. fuel your drug habit. If you could, I don't believe yeah, he was that. A, he was I, a son of a bitch, a son of a bitch walking into that for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't also. believe that at all. Like, I don't, I don't believe everyone like that to me is like, that would be the more defeating thought to me is, Oh shit. Every person with a drug addiction would fucking rob their fans of money. I don't think they would. The throes of addiction are a dark place though. I, I mean, know. people I know. kill their I, like, own It's kids not like it. I'm unfamiliar with drug addiction and that's the point. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are drug addicts or who have been drug addicts who just are not the kind of person that would do this kind of shit. Sure. Yeah, no, there are definitely not, but if you are, <laughs> don't, just, just, if you are, don't, don't do it. 
don't, don't do, do it, it and go get help and get out of that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I guess it's it's so like, I don't know. To what's me, interesting is such a weird spectrum. What's interesting about this episode to me is how much of a different light it sheds on the show Paranormal State. Exactly. Yes. Which is what we're talking about next. Because to me, watching it after learning all this, I'm like, this guy's still fleecing motherfuckers. Like, this was him running a scam right from the start. Because yeah, he doesn't shy away from the stakes of what he's dealing with either. Like, right. he is, and we'll talk about it, but yeah. in this in this bonus episode that we're going to do, right? Is that what we yeah, decided now? Yeah, it's a bonus okay. episode. And, we're uh, yeah, we're covering season two, episode 10 of Paranormal State. And in this episode, he genuinely thinks, well, the premise of the episode as created by the executive producer, Ryan Buell. Kind of the premise of the show. <laughs> is that he will be able to utilize paranormal skills to help solve a murder with the help of his of these very raw, grieving family members that are looking for answers for this family. And it is very interesting. It is. It's it's an interesting it's premise. It's we'll, a lot. We'll, we'll get into it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Until but, then. But you know what? What we do know for sure about Ryan Buell. Is that he was high the entire time? He is six foot and an inch. And a member of the bisexuality family. Family. Yeah. It's a family. It's actually a cult in upstate New York. Family. What the hell? <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, man. It's beautiful. They are stockpiling guns somewhere with a name like that. Yeah, that's so, that's one of the racist aliens. Until then. Oh, those racist aliens. They're there. They're out there. Collaborated with the Nazis. Now here we are. Mm. Uh, what do we have to plug? Uh, uh, the show. The show. Yeah. Paranormal State. Season 2, Episode 10. Watch it in advance of next week's Bone it'll, Con. It'll cost you two bucks on Amazon if you're, if you're, if you're down. Uh, speaking of things that are arguably a far better value, you can also subscribe to Pretty Scary and Just Pretty Scary. Oh, on man, Patreon so and Supercast now for just $4 a month. You get four bonus episodes a month, kid. What? It's what? so much. What? Uh, you can also subscribe to Just Conspiracy, the show. Uh, you only get two bonus episodes of that because dad researches the shit out of that. Yeah, that's a research uh, Or you can uh, subscribe to Just Unpopular Opinion, $6 a month, and you get, I don't know, something like nine bonus episodes a month. I do a lot of work. Or you can just subscribe to everything for $10 a month. If you you thought I was going to do that for $5 a month forever, (laughs) fuck you. Rongo. Yeah. Uh, And also Pretty Scary Boo on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm going to, this is just a running bit where I'm going to send Caitlin those login deets someday. I can't wait to one day until many years from now when I finally get to activate that account. I'm really excited. Until then follow us on the barren whiteness that is our Instagram page. Listen, we're just really thinking hard about what that first post is going to be. It's got to be, it's got to be really good. It's got to be a plea for money. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Yes. We're going to announce a tour that will later cancel and never return. <laughs> the pay, pay my car registration tour. I think we need like a good Photoshop of like a Mothman and a pizza roll. Yeah. Mothman that's gotta be our pizza opening. rolls. That's, that's kind of our vibe. Yeah. We love With you, a little Mothman. Zach attack going on in the back. Zach attack. Zach attack. Oh, 
Can't wait to have another one. We will. Uh, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? I'm just on this great show. That's my, that's what I do. I do the show and I'm fantastic at it. And so is Adam. Yeah. We're we're great. We are so good at this shit. We're so. Oh my God. Good. You have no idea. Call your favorite podcast host and tell them we're better than them. Cause we are. I don't care who it is. We're more fun. Especially if it's Joe Rogan. Cause Adam and I can disagree and still have fun. That's right. I do not. I will toot our own horn here. First of all, I never hear show hosts argue. Uh, And secondly, if they do, it gets nasty really fast. I have hosted podcasts that involved a lot of very nasty (laughs) arguments. Yeah. So I I know a thing or two about contention among hosts. (laughs) I forgot. Oh, that was a good one. (laughs) Locked away in the vaults forever. That show is. I love that one though. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We're we're really good at this. All right. Let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you. Yeah. <laughs>